I think we can all agree that when you have a night of very little sleep, the next day does not go well. It doesn't go well for you. It doesn't go well for the kids. And it leaves you rather cranky. And I know after watching so many different reels and memes and all the things come across my social apps of moms saying they're exhausted at the end of the day, but they can't help but stay up extra late because it's the only time they get to themselves that most of the world, most of the world is suffering from not getting enough sleep and not getting to bed at an hour that they really want to. Trust me, I know this from firsthand experience. This sets a horrible domino effect for everything that happens the very next day. Getting up late is the number one worst way to start your day. And it all starts with what time you get to bed the night before. Problem is, making that happen is really, really hard. What I know to be true is that a solid bedtime routine is key. Now, how do we actually make that bedtime routine stick? You might ask. (laughs) I've asked myself the same thing and I go through cycles of being really amazing at it and then sometimes not. And so I've identified what has made me unbelievably addicted to my bedtime routine so that I can stick to it more times than not. There's a few things that absolutely are not included. And then there are three really key spaces within my little teeny tiny square of my whole house, which I like to call my bedroom and my little sanctuary that I've been able to set up to help draw me in and make me want and desire that so much more than anything else I could possibly do in the rest of my entire house or in that little teeny tiny world that we walk around with and hold in our hand called our phone. That's what I'm going to be breaking down for you today inside of this episode. I'm super excited to dive in. What do you say? Let's get started. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. I cannot believe it. We have fall on the horizon. And what that means is that we have an incredible fall opportunity that you are not going to want to miss. As the leaves are changing, so are the opportunities here at ChelseaJoe.co. The fall season is approaching and we are excited to announce that we are going to be opening up another round for our fall internship. Our application process is going to be opening really soon. And here's why you might be interested in becoming an intern here at ChelseaJoe.co. You're going to get to dive into an extremely team-oriented atmosphere where your ideas and contributions to what we're doing here as a company are greatly valued. Also, you're going to get hands-on experience in multiple different areas of my company, from content creation to community management writing blogs, assisting with the podcast, and a couple different things that we have in store. Also, 
Last but certainly not least, you get to enjoy exclusive perks and benefits that come with being part of the ChelseaJoe.co intern family. And one of those is that you get to have direct Voxer access to me and my team as you work through all of your internship tasks. Once those internship tasks are complete at the end of our 14-week journey together, you get to graduate and become a VIP student inside of Systemize Your Life and Systemize Your Biz. Mark your calendars so that you don't miss it. We're going to be sharing more details very, very soon, but I just wanted to put a little bug in your ear that our internship application process for the fall will be opening on September 18th through September 24th. Now, while I sit here and stretch my hips because they've been incredibly tight from all of the new weightlifting that I have been doing, it's actually not new, I've been doing it for a while, but I just bumped up my intensity level, I am going to record this really awesome podcast episode for you today. I'm really looking forward to this. It actually was really fun to sit down and write uh, really kind of sit in, I don't know, hash out and kind of try and organize and put together these specific places in my house that I use to be able to help me really stay true to a bedtime routine. And, you know, honestly, there's times when I'm so great at this. And then there's other times where I'm just not. And my husband's really on the same page as me. This was important to me, actually, Um, when I was a single mom and even before that, and throughout most of my life, the only thing that I ever really desired was to be able to go to bed and wake up at the same time with my husband. And after many years of not being able to have that, I knew that it was really, really important. And it's something that Blaine and I talk about a lot together. And sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes I have to stay up late and work because things just didn't go well with my work block that day and I have to get things done. So we have to, you know, go our separate ways and he gets to have some free time and alone time and so do I. But then there are other times when all we want to do is just hang out. And a lot of times that looks like, to be real, sitting and watching CrossFit videos on YouTube because <laughs> we are addicted or some kind of documentary on Netflix. And we love it. The other day we were just talking about how we don't want to do that every night and we've been doing it. And we really don't want to. And so we recommitted ourselves back to, well, honestly, putting our time blocks in place. And he just started doing my five block method for the first time. I've been teaching this for four years and he just started doing it. He, we got him a planner uh, just to kind of try it out. And verdict is still out on what he thinks about it. (laughs) It's pretty fresh and new for him. And it is, it's new right? Even though he's seen me do it for so long, it's new. Part of that was building out what we wanted our mornings to look like. And in order to get to your morning, you have to get to bed on time. That means we had to create different habits in the evening and really change what I would say are our not only habits, but our addictions. Habits are things that I think are a lot easier to change Uh, Even though they are still really hard, habits are really hard to break. But I think that there was a little bit of just like the needs to unwind and completely be unintentional, like have nothing to do. That feels really good after a long day of having so much to do. Can I get an amen there? I know you know that, but it's not what I want. And so we have just talked about kind of 
peeling that back a couple days a week and looking at what we want our bedtime routine to look like, going back to strategically setting up date nights and making that time together a little bit more intentional. Although it never consisted of cell phones, we were never on the couch with our phones unless we were like, hey, I want to look that up really quick. We'd go and grab them. The time together on the couch truly was for the two of us, but we still were going to bed super late. So I went back through and every once in a while I was doing my bedtime routine the way that I wanted to. It just wasn't happening all the time. And there's a couple things that I let go that I'm going to talk about here that I do believe is not only going to help me get really back into this super addictive cycle on what I want my bedtime routine to look like, but I think it's going to help you as well. So if you are taking notes, I am going to break this down into the three major spaces because when you're trying to build a habit or break habit, one of the most important things that you can do is structure and create your space. It has to be visible. It has to be something within reach. If it's complicated or takes more time than it does to tap your phone and go into an app, you've already lost. It has to be at your fingertips. It has to be so simple and so immediate because we have conditioned ourselves for everything to be immediate. There's no delayed gratification in anything that happens between us and our phone. And so if your phone, this is one of the things that is not included, if your phone is anywhere around, it's going to be very, very hard for you to do this. You need to find a space that is very, very, very far away. I am working so hard to get all of our electronics out of the upstairs and take them downstairs only. That way we have a sanctuary upstairs for everyone, which is where we sleep. It's where we need to come together. It's where intimate conversations need to be had, which they can be had in other places of the house. But we know as soon as we bring that phone and make it close and near to us, that it's going to distract us and it's going to pull us in. So that cannot be in the space, right? Here's what the three spaces are. And within each of these spaces, I'm going to give you a list of five things. Not only am I going to tell you what the spaces are that you need to set up, I'm going to give you the five things in that space that I believe have helped me so much. And maybe it'll spark some ideas for you too. So make sure you stick around all the way to the end. In total, you're going to get 15 really cool tips broken down into three groups. Remember, what we're shooting for right now is to consistently get better sleep so that your day can go the way that you want to. And that starts with your bedtime routine. Even if you have five to 10 to 15 minutes, 15 minutes is fantastic. You can do so much with 15 minutes. You can do even more with 30 and you can make great impact with even five. Five minutes without your phone before bed, before you get into your sheets, five minutes before you do that is going to go so far. So this might seem lofty to you. The three things I'm gonna give you may seem like a lot. You can pick any one of these spaces truly, I don't always get to all three of these. And it almost feels a lot like I've given myself three opportunities to unwind, to come inward. I love when I can stack all three of these together. That's my ideal nighttime routine. But having all three of these set up and available for me 
if I have five minutes, boom, I'll pick one of them. If I have 15 minutes, boom, I'll do two of them. If I got 30 minutes, boom, I'll do all three of them. And it ebbs and flows. It changes as my day changes. It changes as my week changes. But I always know that I have these to turn to and they will help me want to leave downstairs and want to get upstairs at an earlier hour so that I can be involved in these very specific activities that I know, I know so much after practicing them for so many years now, that every time I do them, they help me to relax and to get into bed when I want to and have the kind of sleep that I know I need in order to get up manage the kids and the house and the business and all the things. In that first box, the number one space that we're going to talk about is your vanity. This is so fun. Your vanity, I'm like, what else did we call it? Do we still call it a vanity? I feel like that's what my grandmother called it. I literally was like, what else is it called? Your sink area? (laughs) Do you still call it a vanity? It's my vanity and it's your vanity too. There's five key things here. It's actually more than that, but Write one through five, and I'm going to go through it with you on your vanity or somewhere in the space where your sink is at the end of the night. I want you to set aside five to 10 minutes. Five minutes would be great to come and do these specific things. Okay. Number one is setting up in this area, a hair clip and a spa headband. I didn't even know what this was called. I had to Google it. I was like, what is the thing called that you put the headband called that you put on your head when you wash your face. I was like, it's a spa headband. And I was like, oh, it's like the one that's like fluffy. And it's either made out of like microfiber or like terry cloth, like a towel, you know, those. So I want you to have those in that air in, in this area in your vanity. Number two is to have makeup remover towels and an exfoliator. So I definitely, obviously use the reusable ones. And then underneath the sink, we have a little bin that Blaine's wash rags go into after he has shaved his face and that mine go into after I've washed my face. And then we just do that laundry instead of buying disposable makeup removers. I use the reusable ones. I also have an exfoliator towel. I love a good manual exfoliator. You could use um, a handheld like the wands that have the spinning brushes You can have a specific kind of exfoliator that you choose to use like in a cream or in a scrub. There's all different kinds of exfoliators, but it is absolutely necessary that you have this as a part of your bedtime routine. Exfoliation literally makes me go from feeling like I am the 40-year-old woman that I am all the way back into maybe my 30s. It's amazing. Number three is to have a face wash toner these are all the things, face wash, a toner, essential oils, and gua sha. So specifically when I say a face wash and a toner and essential oils, these are three separate things. Now you could use a moisturizer, but I choose to use like really deep hydrating oils. I get mine from doTERRA. I love it. It is the Yarrow Palm and it is amazing. I'm obsessed with it. You can check out anything, anything to do with anything that I use essential oils, you can go to chelseajoe.co backslash oils. And I actually have this all detailed out what I use um, inside of the guide that you can download there for free. So if you're curious about that, go download that. You can also get access to purchase those there as well. But I know that um, Primally Pure also has the same kind of concept. And 
then use gua sha with it. And so that's just part of your face routine for getting into your lymphatic system. It helps to reduce fine lines, the whole thing. Okay. Next, number four is lip scrub and lip balm treatment. Highly, highly recommended. And then number five, I contemplated putting this one on here because it's so weird, but there is nothing better than having elevated tooth care. Call me weird, but I'm obsessed with my toothpaste. I'm obsessed with my flossers and I'm absolutely obsessed with the mouthwash and then also oil pulling. If you're not weird and crunchy like me, you may need to Google what that is. But the On Guard toothpaste that I use from doTERRA is my favorite. And I have used so many natural toothpaste. I've tried them all, truly. I've made my own. I've tried probably 40 different kinds. And this by far is my favorite. My favorite, favorite, favorite. I love it so much. And whenever I can get all of these things in, in a short, like five to 10 minutes, I feel so stinking refreshed. Like, And then what my face looks like when I wake up the next day, I'm like, holy moly, why don't I do this every day? And I'm really working hard to get this done every single day. An incredible part of any nighttime routine is what you have set up on your vanity. Number two area or space that you should set up in your bedroom to help create that really addictive, juicy bedtime routine is your closet. This may be unexpected to you, but it's pretty epic what happens when you have a closet that is really organized. I just talked about it in my Instagram stories a few days ago, but it is really amazing when you have that space completely clean. So number one is to have a clean and organized space. Get your closet to where you don't have clothes all over the place. Number two is to have a hamper that is set up and ready to receive all of your dirty clothes. So when you come in at the end of the day and you're ready to get dressed in your pajamas, there's nothing worse than being like, oh, well, I guess I'll just throw those in the corner. Like that is not what you want to be ending your day on. There's just this weird thing that happens when you have a laundry hamper that's ready to receive it. It's not overflowing and busting at the seams. It doesn't remind you that, oh crap, I didn't get to my laundry today awesome. What else didn't I get done today? So this is a really, really big part. Even though it doesn't seem like it, this is huge. Number three, some pajamas that are cute and comfy will go a really long way. Do you have a matching pajama set? Please tell me that you do because half of my pajama drawer, and it's very tiny. It's like a little bin and basket. It's like super small. Um, Half of it is the old jankity stuff that this was not a part of my life. Like, why do we buy matching pajamas for our kids? But then we wear like the ratty stuff that we've had for a bazillion years. Maybe it's comfortable, but I went all out on a limb and I bought me a pajama set. And I was like, wow, this is really cool to have actual pajamas. It makes me excited to go get into my jams is what I call them and then get into bed. So there's that. Okay. Let's talk about the next one, which is make sure that you have underwear that are not as old as your oldest child. Can I please just have a conversation? How nice it is to have underwear that you have not been wearing for a decade (laughs) and you have them, you have them and you know them well, throw them away and get yourself some new underwear. This is such an incredible, this is number four, by the way, this is like such an incredible thing that I don't know why this happens, but it's like a luxury for us to buy ourselves new underwear. So 
I think that we don't need to talk anymore about that because you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't done this, then you're in for a treat. And if you have gone all out and splurged and gotten yourself new underwear recently, you know how incredible it is. So make sure that you have that set up in your closet. And then last, but certainly not least is a space for tomorrow's outfits. One of my favorite things to do that gets me in my bedroom and it gets me excited for what's to come the next day and gets me in bed. So I have a good night's rest is picking out what I'm going to wear the next day. Now you may not have the same kind of relationship with your body, your body image, how you feel and how you look in your clothes. And if you don't, and if that's what you're feeling right now, it's okay to skip this, but make this a goal for yourself, maybe towards the end of the year or for next year get acquainted with what clothes are in your closet. And that's part of the first thing that we talked about is making sure that you have a clean and tidy closet. Get rid of the things that you don't wear. Keep only what you love. And if you don't love anything right now, well, it's time to set some money aside in your budget and make that happen. I used to make it happen by thrifting. And then I realized that Walmart was cheaper than thrifting these days. And slowly but surely over time, I've realized that I would rather have three incredible articles of clothing that cost me a lot more money than having 14 of them from Walmart. And so I've been making that shift and mixing and matching um, over the last, I don't know, I'd probably say six years, probably since my oldest or my youngest was born. So these things that happen in my closet every night really do encourage me. They draw me in. They make me excited to end my day and look forward to getting a good night's rest so that I can wake up to a new day tomorrow. Let's talk about the last one, which this is, this is the number one thing. If you don't do anything at all, which these are all fun and sound really exciting and are going to give you something to go and work on in your house right now and give you fresh ideas, something that inspires you a bit, motivates you to make a few simple changes in your house that are going to have a great impact on you. But this, this third space is a requirement and it is your nightstand. I actually have another episode that is 100% focused on your nightstand episode 206 looks at what you should have on your nightstand for a successful five minute bedtime routine. And that is like a deep dive of what I'm going to touch on right now. I'm bringing it back and putting this content here inside of this episode because it really is such a game changer and it's really, really vital for your nighttime routine. Plus, I think most of them are probably the same, but I've kind of changed it up since we moved. I have a much bigger nightstand, which I have wanted all my life. I have wanted a massive nightstand all my life. I've wanted all my books, all my journals. I've wanted my jewelry. Like I've just wanted everything in my nightstand and I've never had a big nightstand ever. And so literally, I think these are like miniature dressers from Ikea that I call nightstands. They're so big. They're seriously so big. I think plane has like one and a half empty and my bottom one is a little bit empty. So my top one is pretty large. Either way, I made this work even when I had a small nightstand. So number one through five here for this third space. The first thing is a place for rings and bobby pins, like a little teeny tiny dish for you to just drop your stuff in that you forgot to take off. Because lo and behold, every night of my life, I get into bed and there's a hair tie or a bobby pin or a ring or earrings there. And I'm like, I am not getting up. And so I love to have a little dish there on my nightstand to be able to put everything in. Number two is, of course, a diffuser 
and your favorite rollers for nighttime and your favorite rollers for the morning too when you wake up. But specifically for your bedtime routine, one of the things that I look forward to the most are those five minutes that I spend sitting on the edge of my bed with my nightstand drawer open and going through these things right here, taking off my ring and really sitting down and just being quiet for a minute before I tuck into bed without my phone, right? And the diffuser and having my oils and a little like vessel of water that I pour in and I pick my favorite diffusers, I pop it into sleep mode and it runs well into the night and it'll turn off in about an hour or so. And sometimes I leave it on all night long too, depending on what I put in there. And then my rollers are amazing. I can roll them on my feet, roll them anywhere, helps calm me, soothe me. You could also do um, like a pillow spray or a pillow mist. That's really awesome for people to, I haven't done that in a while actually, cause I've just been diffusing it and rolling it on me, but it would be really great for Blaine actually to do that. Cause he's not super patient. I mean, he doesn't mind if I oil him up, like he doesn't care, but like, he's just like, I'm going to bed now. Good, good night. Bye. <laughs> he's done. He's no time for all the doodads. So that would actually be really good because I could spray his pillow down, which would be pretty cool. I haven't thought of that. Actually, I might sneak that in. The third thing is to make sure that you have water for yourself. And I am always thirsty at some point at the end of the day, which means I need to be drinking more during the day instead of wanting it at the end of the day. But there's like a specific water bottle that I know that I'm going to want. It can't just be any cup because I'm afraid if I reach over in the middle of the night, I'm going to tip it over or whatever. So make sure that you have that one water bottle there that you want. Number four is to pull out your journal or your habit tracker or both. Something to sit down and jot some notes in. If it's a prayer journal or I have a really fun one that a friend gifted me with that has like five years of really small entries in it. So you can kind of write what your kids did that day or what you did that day as a family. And it's just a really great place to look back. Anything for you to just make a very small note. It could be your planner. I personally have my habit tracker down in the bottom of my planner, but other than that, I'm not really looking at it. I don't like to look forward a whole lot to the next day. I try and do that earlier in the day. And most of the time it's looking at my calendar to say, okay, what do I need to be prepared for tomorrow? What kind of outfit do I need to have set out? But I definitely don't want to be picking up my phone and looking at details like that right before I get into bed because two reasons. One, it's probably going to suck me into something else and it's going to ruin that time that I want. Or two, it's going to start my wheels turning and I'm going to get anxious about things or I'm going to get excited about things or I'm going to worry about something instead of just thinking about how incredibly blessed my day was and bringing myself down and resting and closing that off and knowing that tomorrow's worries and woes and excitement will all be there when I wake up in the morning. Last but certainly not least, one of my favorite things to do is the chapstick foot cream and hand lotion. So if I didn't get to my lip scrub and my lip treatment in that first part up when we talked about the vanity, then I'd almost always have chapstick there. And then I have a foot cream and hand lotion, my favorite things. Like sometimes the lights will be out and I'll be laying there. I'm like, oh shoot. And I'll open my drawer with the lights out. Like I can literally reach it, pull it out and put it on my feet and put it on my hands. I love it 
so much. I have a great foot cream that I'm obsessed with. A friend got it for me. I think it's made out of goat something. I'm not sure. Um, and then I also have these little foot socks that you can put on with it. Um, and it's just a lovely part of coming to bed every night. So those are all 15 of the little teeny tiny nuances of what I have placed in my immediate spaces so that my bedtime routine is enticing to me, enticing and enjoyable and really fun and a place that I want to go every single night. I hope this gives you some really fun ideas and the encouragement and the enthusiasm to go forth and set up some of these spaces in your own house. And you know what? If you do, snag a picture and post it over inside of our Facebook group so that we can encourage you and celebrate with you. There's nothing more important than what you actually just took the time to listen to other than going and doing the thing. I love that you show up here and that you're eager to improve your life. Now it's time to actually do something with it. Nothing about today's episode costs you a single dime. You can go rearrange things, do a little bit of hard intentional work and really make a big change in your day. You're going to give yourself a big pat on the back and feel really proud. And I want to celebrate that with you. So come over into our Facebook group, share your new vanity, share your little spa headband or your lip scrub, whatever it is that you're working on over there that you think is going to encourage you in your bedtime routine. We want to see it. All right. I am so glad that you were here with me today. And I hope to meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. 
What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.